to win in style We've done it for a while It's better to aim very high Then our football story will echo with glory What the hell? What the hell is this? Chair, what did you do? I didn't do anything, Stephanie, I promise Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 5, Episode 10. I'm very excited about today's episode. To get the boring bits out of the way, uh, I'm here with Dan. Hello. Hello. Um, and we've got two new guests uh, and one rem- uh, old face. I'm going to say old face. So, Thank you for that. Uh, sat on my right is Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello there. And next to uh, we have Phil. Hello, Hello, Phil. Hello. And you two are representing who today? The Proud Lily Whites. Proud Lily Whites, friend of the show. Long-time friend of the show. Um, and before we get to you, um, we have a new friend of the show, uh, Glenn. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Very well. Um, I'm just, um, before we start, I'm going to read your Twitter profile. Uh, I mean, your at is THSC Memory Man, which gives us some idea of uh, probably who your friends were from the show before this. Amateur football referee, quiz reader at the Jolly Fisherman, and encyclopedic knowledge of all things Spurs since 1989. Um, any reason it's since 1989? Because you're not born in 1989. No, I wasn't. Well, that's when I first went to White Hart Lane. My first game, it was actually 1988, September 88. There you go. It was the North London derby, Spurs versus Arsenal. Uh, my dad was the reserve official. That was back in the days when they used to get the reserve officials from the local referee society. Oh, yeah. So he was quite regularly posted at Arsenal and, and Spurs. And so what's a reserve official, just, just for those it's who... the Well, it's the guy now who holds up the ball to say how long's left and who the substitutes are. They nice. didn't do quite as much as that yeah. uh, back then, but he was just there in case one of the, what, the referee or the two assistants got injured and he was required which I he, love that which he wasn't and um, yeah he felt that I was old enough or I was interested enough to go to a game and could could focus on it and so it turned out to be Spurs versus Arsenal September 88 score uh, 2-3 Oh, oh no. it was um, you, you, you remember or you remember a goal from it it was Gaza's home debut oh, and he scored yeah. the goal where his boot came off and he scored with his yeah. with his sock halfway off his boot and um, yeah we lost 3-2 we had a very contentious goal disallowed right at the end from yeah. Vinnie Soundways that had that been allowed mm-hmm. Arsenal wouldn't have won the title at Anfield that year but they they don't mention that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well so you and Phil are new guests so we'll go through our questions let's start with with you just keep on going so your favourite goal you've ever seen a White Hart Lane favourite goal has got to be Danny Rose against Arsenal and you were there for that I was there for where that. were you sat I was sat in the West Upper back then I've downgraded myself a little bit since then but to where I'm now in the Paxton Upper better downgraded in terms of price <laughs> yeah um, favourite play you've ever seen live Teddy Teddy yeah. any reason why Teddy, Teddy. I mean because you've seen a lot of players since then I've seen a lot of players um, I think if I'd been a little bit older I might have been able to appreciate Gazza a little bit more Yeah. but um, Teddy I think we saw him in his in his prime and just everything he did including his goals they were always like an artwork the way that he, he, he took them he was just a, such a classic player even yeah. when he returned I'm reading um, Ferguson's uh, leader book the one that came out a couple of months ago um, and he talks about Teddy and just says he's one of the greatest players he could just never miss a pass and he, he was just a really bright player um, You just before the sh- that we started the show you said uh, one of our f- the first question we had from a couple of weeks ago was things that just annoyed you uh, in football 
we didn't let you say it. what is it yeah it's when teams change their kit to play a game unnecessarily or when it's purely for marketing purposes so <laughs> every week i just when a team does it so watford did it they wore black at stoke at the weekend no reason why they couldn't wear their yellow um usually when teams lose i think it serves them right for doing so yeah you are exactly like andrew <laughs> that's exactly i think that's exactly what he said actually um what have i missed have i missed any other new questions I just <laughs> I was thinking then you just thrust it upon me um, no no well it's um, like kind of any significant like memories of like kind of favourite game or anything like that that you have the, I think the two 5-1 semi-finals so yeah. the Chelsea won back in 2002 we'd gone a very long time without beating them and to absolutely stuff them that night was fantastic then of course the 5-1 against Arsenal not so long ago, 2008, when we went on to get to Wembley. Uh, that was a great night as well. Um, we, had, we had a 6-4 against Reading, didn't we, a few years oh, ago, God, which yeah. was in a period of time where we were having very high goal-scoring games. So that one was, um, that's one that, that sticks out as well. Yeah. Uh, next week will actually be my 500th Spurs game. Wow. So I've got a record of... How do you, w- what sort of record? Because I've got a record. <laughs> I'll show you my record now. Well, <laughs> how was, what record, how? I've got, I've... Well, hence the uh, hence the Twitter handle THFC Memory Man. I have got a memory. I don't know why I don't deliberately yeah. go home and memorise them all, but I have got a photographic memory of most Spurs games I've been to. And oh, then really? probably about a few years ago, I thought, you know, well, I should really make a note of all the games that yeah. I've been to, so I've got a record of them, and I was able to re- recite them now. So I know that uh, the Liverpool game last week was going 499, and therefore <laughs> Villa next week will be 500. <laughs> Fantastic! Amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? Um, oh. Brilliant. Let's move on to you, Phil. Now, Phil, this isn't technically your first appearance. It's the first in our wonderful studio. Um, but we actually interviewed you when, when... When was that day? So, I think that was back in February, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, we had a game against uh, the Goons. Um, and it was a game that we um, we actually won, didn't we, Chris? We sure did. Oh, yeah. It was that, that day. Yeah. And I'd like to think that that was at completing a hat trick that week, Chris, <laughs> of... Um, of quite important victories over the uh, the those the people, other lot yeah the other lot from Woolwich um, the that that week was actually quite interesting for us as the proud Lily Whites because yeah. we began the week uh, the Saturday beforehand did we win a pub quiz we did win a pub quiz quite comprehensively I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah I think I think that needs that needs to be mentioned um, <laughs> and uh, a couple of days later on a Tuesday yep. I think we had a quite comprehensive victory against the Goons. Um, Five aside, five aside. I remember yeah. that. And I think it was seven or eight one, and their goal was only because the Stephen, guest referee, who was Stefan Freud, say, yeah. Yeah. felt sorry for them and just let something <laughs> slide they shouldn't have done because he thought they should have it. Was it a penalty? Even I think it was probably a very, very you know, it was I a mean, soft was goal, very yeah. soft penalty. Yeah. Soft Either way, eight one, seven one. That's fine. Um, your first game. So first game was, uh, I think it was Christmas ninety three. Um, it was, I was sat in the, uh, Paxton before they did it up. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. it was against Norwich city. I think it was just after Christmas actually. Um, I and I wasn't very tall then, so <laughs> I couldn't see much. All I could remember was people getting quite excited about Vinny Samway <laughs> running down the wing. to the mic. Yeah. Lost three, one that. Yeah, we did lose yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so that, that's my I'm memory. Actually, sorry, I'm just so in awe of you. <laughs> I have no idea how you're doing this. I've got the highlights here. I could like want, to confirm that he is just holding a microphone. <laughs> there are no books, no computer, nothing. Wow. Just THFC memory, man. <laughs> yeah. um, Darren Kasky scored. I've, I, will, I will get it out. So um, I don't remember much. I remember just not seeing much. Um, so that was my first game. It was very cold. Um, but it was very much a case of... Because it, I must ha- just want to add here, yeah, I, I grew up in a time where there were lots of glory hunting Man U fans around me. So um, I am from Haringey, uh, albeit West Haringey. Still. It's just a bus ride away. Yeah, um, still. So, it's closer you know, than anyone else. Definitely closer than me and Dan. Just just <laughs> want to put that out there. Um, and so, yeah, it was something that, uh, you know, I was I was very much addicted to. Um, so Fantastic. that was the beginning of many, many more games. Favourite player? David Ginola, David which, by the way, just, just to, to make it clear to everyone, is still the best player in the world ever. Ever. <laughs> so you know, let's not let's not get it confused here. Um, and he's also the he's also the player who scored for me the best goal I've ever seen, which was in the uh, FA Cup. I think it was the quarter final against Leeds in '99. Um, Anderson scored the first goal, and Ginola scored. The most amazing volley, which he just caught so cleanly, and it beat David. What was the keeper called? The Leeds keeper, Nigel Martin. Nigel Martin, and he actually earlier on that game, he actually went around. I think about all eleven Leeds players, and he actually went across the goal and it hit the post. And then I think actually rebounded on the inside yeah, of the post, came yeah. across, and George Graham was just running out of his uh, yeah, his dugout. Yeah. I think he was hugging. Chris Hutton or something yeah. yeah so um again for me just the most amazing player he was he was completely um uh d- done wrong by uh, Gerard Houllier in 1993 after the, the rest of the French team managed to uh let the ball uh, go all the way from the, the their own half into um the 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 in their own goal um and thereby France not qualifying for the World Cup in 94 he's been called the criminal by Gerard Houllier and you know he's absolutely um from in my mind you know been been demonized by that and you know he he remains my absolute hero Favourite goal? Favourite goal is <laughs> the uh, FA Cup goal uh, he scored against uh, against Leeds in 99. Yeah, it's that one, yeah. Um, any particular memories? Like, I've, I've just got a few memories. So, uh, and favourite games, first of all. Any favourite games? that Just the ones that stick out in your memory? Favourite game, um, I think it would have to be one of the five ones. I think the 5-3 oh, really? last season was pretty, pretty good. Um, I think seeing Harry Kane score against the Goons... Actually, I will go back to that day in February of this year where um, I, I remember celebrating so much that I actually, I think I punched Phil sitting behind us yeah. and I got a scab in my hand. But, <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't matter, you know, um, it was worth it. Um, who's the worst player you've ever seen? I haven't prepared you for that one, but who's the worst, worst player? player I've ever seen? Um... I don't remember much about him, but I think that uh, Jason Dizel yeah, doesn't really doesn't really get. But yeah, that, that would be. I think there are, there are there are a few others. I think <laughs> I think the thing with the with the with the worst player is that they start off, you know, okay, and then everyone just remembers their bad games. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, so before we get into the normal show, we I put it out on Reddit uh, that you guys were coming on, um, who, and all the guys on there are always really guys and girls. Um, we're always very. You told me off last time we uh, we, we had a show. Um, I think you want to use the word women, Andrew, but that's fine. Oh uh, yeah, not Carry ladies. On. I haven't used the word yeah, ladies you haven't yet. Used ladies, no. um, so we got some questions from uh, Reddit. So let's start with the one that gives us the history. So. Um, 
What is the history of the group? So I remember the first time we saw, I, I think it was a Newcastle game where you're, the first time your flag was at the, the grounds. Because I was at a Newcastle game, I think. I might QPR? be wrong. Oh, maybe keep stripes. That's what I'm seeing yeah. in my head, stripes. Yeah. And I remember seeing a flag and I thought, that hasn't been taken down. And not, not for any reason, they just take a lot of the Spurs, flag, Spurs flags down. Um, so I got in contact with you, you came on. Um, but what, and that was a year and a half ago now? Well over a year and a half ago, about a year and a half ago now. So well, how did you form? And, what, and what's, who are you? And what's the future of the organisation? A lot of questions there, so let me let me. Well, absolutely, I'm not going to sort of give. I'm not going to give you a whole lecture. We've been going since February 2014. 14, yep, and we were established in conjunction with the club. Yeah. So it's something that the club wanted to do, and they reached out to their fan base and found that yeah, didn't it? Start by all means, yeah. By all means, we, they do have a, a big LGBT. Um, fan group community um where the motivation came from is that the uh, rainbow laces campaign the previous september yeah. um where there was sort of those guerrilla tactics from paddy power of dumping a load of rainbow laces and sort of you know trying to shame in inverted commas clubs that didn't get involved um now spurs didn't want to be shamed by a betting company. No. Uh, they so they certainly couldn't get involved for their own sort of commercial uh, reasons, but wanted to make sure that they they were doing something to, as I say, reach out to their LGBT fan group. So to their LGBT fans. So in conjunction with uh, an organisation called GFSM, which is the Gay Football Supporters Network, um, they found some LGBT fans of whom Philip and I were two. How? If I'm not mistaken, I thought I saw an, an article on the Spurs website which basically said, are you LGBT? Do you want to form a club? Yeah. It was very simple, yeah. a very simple question. Yeah. If yes, please send an email, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I, I sort of um, was shouting on Twitter, um, metaphorically and probably literally at my phone <laughs> as well, to be fair. And uh, and that's how I found out that there was something else going on. So I found the link via that. I don't look at the Spurs website that much. I'm probably not supposed to say that, but there you go. Um, and so that's how we, we got involved. And actually, you know, there's been lots of talk about how you how you form these these groups. And actually, the best formula is exactly what we had, which is a commitment from the club, but also people that want to do it because you can't have one without the other. Yeah. I mean, you could have it with people that want to do it, which is great, but actually you'll have more traction and more ability to find other LGBT fans if you have some support from the club yeah. and equally if the club want to do something and there's nobody that wants to actually take it on they can't just do it themselves sure um so where, where are you now like what, how big is the group now we've got about 180 members that's fantastic yeah it's not bad actually and we've, we've got sort of more than we've got thousands of uh, followers on 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 twitter and, and, and what's sort the twitter of, handle? Um, and we also at actually spurs have lgbt about, what was it and january no, march it's march, proudly white february march, march this year we went um, on a few uh, and we did a few so we we have we talk about we've, we've um, concentrated a lot this year up to yeah. now yeah. On, wow how was that um that was i mean it was it was it was getting our members something we recognized from the first year we wanted to raise our difficult set of days because it was quite a lot of sort of campaigning four days before the Wembley final against Chelsea it. Um, um, so it was quite ambitious to get out there focus on, um, find on sort you know, of the, the, the engaging our membership uh, meet up so that's been really good because um, we've I, well, we've, I we've watched most away games that have been cold. on the TV together um, somewhere which is nice um, <laughs> but but um, we 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 had a great time in the city of Florence, um, and uh, the, even though I think a few any any fans who were out there 
uh, may have recollections of being well, you know, manhandled by the police out there. It was quite a, uh, it was quite tricky to get out of the ground, and but it was great to be there all together. Um, and we, we, you know, we, we, I think we, we tried pitting our flag up. It was very windy, um, you know, but it was a great experience to be out there <laughs> in a, in, on a European trip. And I think this year we've tried to uh, repeat it. However, um, I think the problem has been nobody wanted to go to Azerbaijan. Yeah, imagine. No. Um, and and I think you know the fact you're only going to get I think five points for an away game when you go to Karabag is quite it's out of order isn't it really (laughs) only five points for flying across the world for a game that probably doesn't matter that much let me uh, continue asking you a question so um We've seen the rainbow flag with the cockerel on it at White Hart Lane. Uh, the right-hand side on the, of the TV footage, which is the corner of the north and west stand, that's where it usually is? Yes. The Paxton and yep. the, the, pa- yep. yeah, the that's right. stand, yep. Um, so that's, that's your flag? That is our flag, that's yes. Flag. Um, a question from Killer 201 says, have you ever experienced discrimination at games? So um, in terms of, uh, I would say, homophobic uh, anti-LGBT discrimination at Spurs games I'd actually say um, I don't believe I have Great. Um, I've heard I think I've heard racist chanting a long 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 time ago Yeah, I'm talking in the very early 90s I've heard indivi- I haven't heard chanting I've heard individuals being racist um, guy was doing it against when Sun came on for his debut just just silly things you know not like hateful things just stupid things lazy lazy yeah lazy yeah, things yeah. really irritating so things. I mean in terms of um, homophobia outside of 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 the ground I mean um, you know I've, I've heard other fans of other of other teams um, saying homophobic things but uh, the question is have I heard it at Spurs and I would say no I haven't I've been sat in the same seat for about 17 years yeah and I'm quite out and we all like each other. (laughs) So I'd be very surprised if I did hear anything. Actually, relatively recently, it was only uh, last season, somebody was sat, someone's mate came, sat about four four seats down from me, just four seats down from me on the left. And he said something homophobic and I snapped at him. Yeah. And I th- he was slightly taken aback. The other people were like, oh, no, don't do anything. It's my dad's friend. Oh, God, don't. And I was like, OK, but he needs to learn that that's not how we roll here type thing. Yeah. So that that was OK. Um, I think that, you know, we've had this debate sort of internally, but the uh, Chelsea Rent Boy chant is a homophobic chant. Yep. I don't think there's any doubt about that in our minds. So we hear that, and that is homophobia in White Hart Lane. I won't be thanked for saying that, but that's you know that's what I think there. I, th- I think I think with the with the with the Chelsea Remboy chant, and I think that there's be, there are a lot of people who've got different opinions about this. Um, it's that if you were to use that word to describe um, a colleague, well, I can't I can't walk around work saying people are rent boys in work you know and it, i know it's a different environment but it's, it's I not i think the point there is is that the the thing that you're trying to do is you are trying to slur somebody and if you want to if you really wanted to call them a sellout you could call them a sellout but you're not you don't want to call them a sellout you want you want some other kind of yeah. currency behind it yeah. um but that that sort of dissipated towards the end of last season as well so i don't want to really want to dwell on that the work the 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 worst hom- homophobia and other sort of discriminatory stuff that I've um, encountered has always been at away games it's a completely different kettle of fish at an away game what directed towards you or just home fans in general just just in general yeah you know just sort of people just jumping around 
you know, just being offensive as far as I can ascertain. And, you know, sometimes you challenge it and sometimes you don't. It depends how safe you feel, really. Yeah. Okay, so it's not gone yet. It's not gone nope. yet. Okay. Um, so what are your but thoughts? But it's better. It's better. But I must a- say, the last couple of years, that has I, I've noticed a marked change. I was going to say the only one I remember is um, when we accused David Beckham of thinking of David Ginola, thinking of David Ginola when uh, um, <laughs> when spending time with his wife. <laughs> that's, that's the only one I can remember. Spending time with, yes. <laughs> Strapless Brad says, "What are your thoughts on two Premier League players allegedly planning on coming out?" I think with that one, um, it's very nice that the Daily Mirror um, has 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 thought about the LGBT uh, community and has definitely. Uh, his, where their priorities are definitely not to sell more more copies of their newspaper, um, so I applaud them for that for that altruism. Um, but I think that uh, f- for us, it's about um, you know let's 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 wait until something actually happens on that front. Um, I don't yeah. think more than more there is more to say than that really. That's perfect. I have a thought. Mm. Well, I just I, there's I think there's something about um, the fact that. That this is we're on the t- we're on the, the sort of the cusp of something. We ran a question and answer a Q and A session um, last October at White Hart Lane, and Troy Townsend was one of our yeah, was Andro- on our panel. Andros's dad. Yeah, Andros's yeah. dad was on was on our panel, and and uh, he's the education manager at Kick It Out, so he does a lot of work with young footballers. And his view was that it would that um, a Premier League a, a gay man in the Premier League would not come out in his lifetime. And I told him on that night I thought he was wrong. Yeah, and I still think he's. Wrong because I think we are on the on the cusp of something and I'd like to think that some of the you know some of the stuff that the sort of things that we've been doing contribute to that of course it's not you know it's only a very small part but I think if you if you're a player and you come out of White Hart Lane and you see that flag whomever you play for somehow you think I'm accepted here this is a place where I can come and ply my trade and be who I am and I think it's really important not just for young people in Britain but across the world if you think about the the global brand that the Premier League is you know we met a guy who's um, an LGBT activist from Uganda he's one of the one of nine um, out people in Uganda because of course you could be it's punishable by death to be to be gay in Uganda and he was talking about the importance and the power of the Premier League and how important it is to have stuff going on the Premier League because the Premier League footballers are such role models um, in in those parts of the world that's a very good answer Um, the final question uh, is uh, one we've I think we've actually had it before and you've definitely had it before uh, it's from Combat Johnny so he's uh, a friend of the show and the question is if the aim is for equality for LGBT fans then why create a group which sets them apart from all other supporters do you want to go? I'll let you on Chris <laughs> in a concise <laughs> manner <laughs> do I talk too much? <laughs> I think the really important thing there is to understand that what we want to, we are in the business of putting ourselves out of business we want to find ourselves in a position where we don't need to have an lgbt fan group yep. but whilst there are still lgbt fans who don't feel safe going to football matches whilst there are still lgbt fans that encounter discrimination inside or outside football grounds it's important to create a group where you can find other people that you can go to to games with that you can raise the visibility and do some sort of 
education, if you like, in order to sort of ensure that those fans feel safe. As soon as that's done, we don't need I, we don't need a fan group anymore. And if I could just add to that quickly, you know, we do have a mold. We had, we have we do have a very ambitious agenda, and and we've 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 achieved a lot in our first year. But for many of our members, it's just about having someone to go to Spurs with, and that's it. You know, and that's a fantastic aim. Um, so, how can people find you at Spurs LGBT? Is that right? Yep. At, and then on Facebook as well. And is there an email address, or is it, is social media the easiest way? Yeah, well, the just social go- media. If you just Google us, I think if you Google Proud Lily Whites, Proud Lily Whites. Yeah, you we've got a website. Info at proudlilywhites dot UK or something. Oh, UK. Let me. I'll find I think it. Something like that. Yeah. But yeah, please do be in touch. We, you know, we love hearing from other Spurs fans. We've got loads of support. Um, from within the sort of the the Spurs family, which is great. Obviously, we have some detractors, it, but that's okay because we want to engage people and talk to them about why this is important that we're doing this. Is it is it worth talking about our patron as well? Oh yes, our patrons had a really good year. We've got our patron is um, GB and England hockey player Helen Richardson Walsh. Oh, fantastic! Who's just recently won a, a gold medal? Oh, congratulations! So yeah, uh, that was really exciting. She did a little. Uh, Half time talk mm. with Paul Coit in the European match earlier this this season. Yeah, yeah, I was there for that. Yeah, no, it's um, no, it's great. I think um, with with Spurs, I think it's it, there's there's always that kind of um, lack of discrimination within within Spurs because of our roots with um, our Jewish heritage, and it's and it's with that bec- that we're we're able to embrace. You know, everyone within society. I think, yeah. like more so than other clubs, because we we've been on the other end of discrimination. I think. Absolutely, I think there's something about being in London as well. Sorry to anyone who's listening from uh, other parts of the country, but I do think that there's a di- there's a different kind of of understanding of diversity, mm. um, often in big in, in big urban centres. Let's say actually, mm. rather than London. No, it, yeah, because it is where people come to meet, right? Yeah. And the, because there's nine million people in London, that you're more likely to meet people who are more like you. You know, that's where it is. Um, but yeah, we love our fellow Spurs fans. The club are great, and you know, as I say, we've noticed a difference in the last uh, the last couple of years. Long may it continue. And and in uh, uh, in response to uh, the friend of the show earlier, we want to put ourselves out of business. Fantastic. Um, last question for you, Chris. Uh, tattoos. Uh, just just while we're here, a bit of Spurs culture that may, many people may not be aware of. Uh, you put your t- tattoos out on Twitter in flamingo and the quote. Is that right? Yeah, you got them done at the same time. Yep. Um, where did you get them done? Who who did them? Lau Hardy. Lau Hardy. So for those of you who don't know, um, who's Lau Hardy? Lau Hardy is, um, I think, one of the well, certainly in my mind, the best tattoo artist in the world. He's also he's he's very famous and he's a huge Spurs fan and a really all round good bloke. If you search for Lau Hardy on Facebook or on Google, you'll find his website with his work. And not only will you see the quality of his work, and I'm looking at it, and it's, it's obviously very good. He's very also good. done all of the Spurs players. Pretty They're, much all of. I think any Spurs player with a tattoo, past or present. Yeah, has been tattooed by Lal. He used to have them all in the downstairs loo, actually. Right, all of them from Berbatov to Defoe to Jermaine Genus, Tom Huddleston, Aaron Lennon, Kyle Walker, Aaron Lennon, Ryan Mason. How long did it take for you? To, how long were you on the waiting list for? Oh God, it's a long time. Oh, I mean, right. I booked. I I did this in October, and I think I booked it in June. All oh, right, so yeah, so a while. Yeah, fine. Uh, that's great. So let's get on, get on with the show. The first question is from Ludz 6 If you had to, we'll, we'll go around. If you had to describe each of the Premier League teams in one word to a friend from abroad with no knowledge of the Premier League, which words would you use? So 
I'll shout out teams to you. Daniel, gonna, me and Dan are sharing the mic. That's why we're a bit a bit quiet. Um, I'll shout out teams to you and just go, we'll go around the room describing them in one word. Polite, no swearing. Man City. Um, Two <laughs> 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 Say, um, Rich. Spursy. The thought being they yeah. are, well, until they got the money, they were pretty much the Spurs of the North, weren't they? Yeah. Plastic. Plastic. Oh, punchy. <laughs> Biting. Well, obviously I was going to say rich, so now that rich has gone, and plastic, which is very good, I don't know. Move on. I'll do the okay. next one. Can I'm I start s- the next one? I'm going to say temporary. Um, oh, nice. Uh, we've got our, our South London rivals, the Arsenal, or the Woolwich. Yeah, we do. We just it's scum, pretenders. Isn't it? yeah. Smug. Smug. Yeah. Smug. Let's do West Ham. Scum. Hate them. <laughs> I really hate Racist. Racist, yeah. Yeah. Small time. Small time. Hyphenated. Hyphenated. <laughs> Who? <laughs> I don't know. I think at the moment, what are they? They're, They're, They're certainly punching above their weight. Well, yeah, we'll, t- we'll take that. Man United. I'm going to say Giants. History. Grand. Lucky. <laughs> Waning. Waning, very good. Uh, Leicester, um, I don't know. Crisps. Crisps. <laughs> My dad supports them, so I can't, well, even though I didn't realise that until later on, so I don't really want to offend them. Um, Savage. Punchy. There, there, go on, guys. So you see Fox. Fox, I think, yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice. Savage. Savage. As in Robbie. Yeah. Yeah, Palace unpredictable. Well, it's two words, but well supported. I'm going to use two two words. Little brother, they're like your little brother, aren't they? Campaigning. What's that mean for their fans? Oh right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think quite. I think smug, but that's probably how I feel about Alan Pardew. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, Southampton. I'm going to go. Good. I like. Them. Yeah, I can't think of anything really that to offend them or or be nice about them. Yeah, I know, I know. Or 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 to be nice about them, they're just nice. Middle of the road, aren't they? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool, ridiculous. They're um, they're historians living in the past. Moni. Moni. (laughs) Deluded. Deluded. All all of the above. West Brom, small time. Car park. (laughs) (laughs) Everton. Like mainstays, the ground's a chicken shed, isn't it? Anything? Say so tradition, prison, yeah. prison. <laughs> Swansea. I mean, Jacks. <laughs> I think they're quite cultured, weirdly. With Swansea, which is weird because if you've ever been to Swansea, I have been to Swansea. Yes, that's why I'm weird. They have an ethos, though, don't they? They have like, a, yeah, like, which you know, they have a way in which they play, and every manager that comes there has to play that that style according to. The, the chairman so I'd say yeah ethos yeah nice yeah Watford Gomez not <laughs> 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 alright well, quick fire Stoke boring boring Chelsea absolute scum yeah racist racist Norwich love them I love them Delia Farmers Delia Farmers Bournemouth small time 5-1 Um <laughs> Sunder- <laughs> Sunderland just too far away Newcastle too far away Villa history 
and nothing left. Um, let's talk about the five one. Uh, it wasn't on TV. Um, I was at the NFL, so I'm, I've seen the highlights and not much else. Um, but we were really good. The things I wanted to talk about were um, Toby Alderweireld, uh, Christian Eriksen, and Harry Kane. So Harry Kane is—did we ever doubt him, or is it—is it what was coming? He was rested in midweek. Did that do it? What, why is he scored so a hat trick? I'd, I'd like to share a quick story about a, a walk down uh, Oxford Street a few weeks ago, where I saw a gentleman selling. Um, Spurs, well, not Spurs shirts. It was all kind of uh, fake football shirts, and I noticed, as is often the case on Oxford Street, that there weren't any fake Spurs shirts. And I, and I went in there with a with a with a with a with a hammy Italian accent and asked them if they had any uh, where Harry Kane was. And the gentleman told me very bluntly that Harry Kane was rubbish. Um, and so, you know, I think what Poch said yesterday was that when Spurs, well, when any player goes through a lean patch, they learn a lot about themselves. And if they can come through it, and he wasn't dropped, oh, right, he was dropped for some quiet UEFA League, rested. Europe, yeah, rested, right? But um, <clears throat> he managed to come through it, um, and he's got three goals, which is, again, fantastic. One was a pen, but, you know, you need the guts to take that first goal. Um, <clears throat> but I'm really pleased for him because, you know, it's, it's, we don't actually have that many other players to choose from apart from Clinton, um, you know, so I think that it's, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think it's a case of he's gone through the hard patch and I'm really looking forward now to see some fake Spurs shirts on Oxford Street <laughs> with his name on the back. Uh, the... I'm exactly the same because if you walk down the main streets in, in London you see Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, Man United and you're beginning to see City and you never see Spurs. Um, occasionally you'll see West Ham. But I remember I was in Croatia at the height of well, I saw a Modric and a Kranchar shirt, a fake Spurs shirt, and that was absolutely one. I didn't buy one. Um, <laughs> not made the money. Uh, Kane's got four goals this season. He scored 21 last season. Is, is he going to match match that, that tally? He's way ahead of where he was this time last year. I've got a feeling he won't match 30 goals this year, but I'd expect him to score 20 there or thereabouts if he if he stays fit throughout the season. I did manage to watch the game yesterday um, in in one of the local pubs. And, um, I mean, let's be fair, the goalkeeper threw three of them in for us. He had a real Martin Fulop moment, as uh, <laughs> a phrase we'll, we'll be quite familiar with at, at Spurs. But, look, you've got to be in those positions to, to score those goals, and I think that'll be that'll, that'll doing the world of good. That penalty really made a difference, I think. I, I think if, if the keeper had gone the right way, it would have been saved, and we could have been looking at something... Yeah, not so pleasant. And, and, I, th- and I think that um, <clears throat> Bournemouth actually had a really good chance towards the end of the first half to make it 3-2. Yeah, yeah they did. So it? it's the thing is, the thing with football is, you know, you really have to just ride your luck. And, you know, we to, to get, I mean, there were, I think I counted three tap-ins yesterday. So was it yesterday? It was yesterday, it was wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it was three tap-ins. So. That's my favourite type of goal because that's pressure, that, that's control. Like the, the goals that are smacked in from 40 yards, they're a risk and that you, you, can't consi- you can't do that the next game but you can do tap-ins the next game. Well, unless you're Eric Edmund. <laughs> <laughs> I think the point is is that lot, uh, some people have been saying, oh, you know, people are containing Harry Kane, etc., etc. However, you know, we've been, we've been watching him these last few weeks there, he's had so many chances that last season would have just gone in and they haven't for yeah. whatever reason and yesterday they did and maybe something's turned or maybe but but he's I think they said it on match day last night he's contributed he's every single game he's always contributed whether it's creating tracking back you know he's, he's often the one that clears um, from corners yeah good point. Um, Drogba 
Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, well, so actually, you know, he got what he deserved yesterday and hopefully yeah. that will just be the turning point that he needs. And actually, I'd I like to just go back a few games. Uh, Glenn, you might remember this. We had a game <laughs> against... We had... We had uh, uh, Harry Kane had an, uh, had a, uh, an overhead kick uh, which was cleared off the line. Was it against the Goons? Or yeah, the League Cup game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which if yeah. that had gone in... You know, everything's different. Yeah. Um, the uh, Dembele conundrum. What happens when Mason? I love Musa. You love Musa. I do. Why my, do you love Musa? My heart, my heart, sort of just has a little flutter yeah. every time Musa gets on the ball. I just love his languid style. I love the way he takes the ball, and actually, the ball seems to be moving rather than him. And and he won't let. You know, he's strong, but he's kind of airy. It's and I just, I just, I love Musa. Musa, he's he's got that I'm ability. I'm saying I love you, Musa. He's got that ability to turn on a sixpence like Scott Parker used to do, but just I think more effectively. <laughs> you can go both ways. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can go anti-clockwise. <laughs> <laughs> he's. We'll never see a dribbler like him. We'll never see someone move the ball or move. He seems to move through people. Well, like knife, a ghost. knife through butter, like he did against Man U those couple of seasons. Yeah, ago. and he scored. I mean, it's only what his third goal. Mm. Dane, I'm looking at you. It's <laughs> I, I think it's uh, fifth goal. Yeah, f- it's yeah fifth or sixth goal. Oh, you're up the league. Sorry, yeah. Just, oh, that was the Leon goal. Actually, to the see Leon him in that goal. position was good because he's usually not that far advanced. No, and to sort of be up there and be able to sort of pick up or whatever it was a bit of a deflection. It was great. Uh, well, he scored on his debut for. He us. did. He I remember Norwich on his debut, which was I mean, it looked like that was just going to be the trademark was it Norwich? goal against Norwich. Yeah. Don't, don't um, question him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I might question you. A couple of days after we'd, we'd signed him, and he, he scored, we drew one all that game. And you, know, you just assumed he was going to do that every game. <laughs> and then he scored the goal against Leon, which was later on in that, that season. But those were you know, proved to be one offs, didn't they? But he scored, he's, he scored, he was in the right place at the right time yesterday. And you you just want to see it from him more. I, it's almost it's a cliche now, isn't it, that he doesn't do it enough. But. Yeah, um, he. Uh, <laughs> the, the thing I a find is that Norwich we're talking about today. Yeah, yeah. The thing that I find with uh, with Dembele is that he seems to be played in t- like in a deep role where he he does just pass the ball sideways and things. He's not. He is so much more effective further up the field, and just behind the front man works for him. Yeah. I mean, like it's a shame we've got Ericsson there as well. I mean, Ericsson was was out wide, which like, you know for for the game on Sunday but he he's so much more effective when yeah in tight spaces which is where we seem to get to like kind of um, when we get to the edge of the box and we don't know where to go he's got that creativity he's got that way of just dropping his shoulder and creating some space in order for a through ball in order for um, to get a shot away and it showed it showed yesterday that um, he has got the composure to get in there and score as well so I've got a question for Chris actually oh. who's done better this season so far Eric Dyer or Deli Ali? so I'm going to go just while you're thinking and, and gasping um, Eric Dyer and the reason for that is I love Deli Ali, but he has not gone missing but he's, he's still a very young man whereas Eric Dyer has performed I feel more consistently like I, we always say on the show I'd rather have a a player who plays seventy five percent every game than nineteen, then fifty in the next game. Um, don't take anything away from him. I love both of them. They, I mean, we we set, when we beat Man City, they were are oh, those two cost less than ten million pounds, and they were playing against a midfield that was worth hundreds of millions. It's they're an amazing 
duo. I think you've also got to realise that. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, you've also, also got to realise that it's Eric Dyer's second season, whereas it's Deli Ali's first season in the Premier League. And he's jumped from two leagues. He has, yeah. Admittedly, yeah. bossed it in League One, but that's beside the point. You know, like kind of he, he um, he's coming to the Premier League and he's he's already got into the England squad. Yeah, that's that's one thing you've. You've got to realise that he's done so well. Um, I hate it when they get picked for England. And he not Meg Modric. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you've just... I think Dyer has has moved into a position that is is not a, is not familiar to him. He's always played as a centre-back, and now he's pushed up further. And he's... he's comp- well, he, he played there in Baltimore, but he played Yeah, but he, he looks very composed. He's able to pick out that pass. He's he's always, you know, he, he's a a ball playing defender, which means he should be able to play there. Mm. We've got, in theory, three ball playing def- defenders, in Toby, Jan, and uh, and himself. So I'm I'm loving it. I think we we look so controlled at the back. I think that's why Philip asked me that question because we sit next to each other actually, and I do spend most of the game waxing lyrical about both of those boys. Um, and, you know, I'm often saying, oh, I love Deli Ali. But equally, I think Eric Dyer has been tremendous. He's a player of the season, hands down, so far. And the other thing I like about him is just seems like a really good bloke. I don't know if you yeah. saw the article in The Guardian in the weekend. I was about to ask you about it, yeah. Yeah, I thought he was terrific. He came across really well. Um, and he, he seems like, you know, he he's... He's, he seems to care. I think that's the thing that I always want to see from and the Spurs players. I'm sure we all feel the same way. You just want them to care about the fact that they're playing for us and he seems to which you know it's kind and, of good and, and I for think me. he's just a, he's generally just an interesting person because yeah. he does he is actually a foreign player you know yeah. as he said yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about Toby um, because Toby has been one of the best buyers we've made in many 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 years since Ericsson I think and then before that I, I can't remember who Um Toby, the, he's so good you forget he's on the pitch because like we always say about Ledley King, there's there's a lot of good videos of Ledley King where he makes that the last ditch tackle against Robin, but that's great. But that's not what he was good at. He stopped the move two phases before that, right? And that's why he's so good. Toby is is that sort of player. He's not last ditch. He's not John Terry. He's very much. He's just a brilliant. And he's got a great haircut. Great floppy haircut, um, and he scored a great goal for us against City as well. I mean, is there anything? Um, Glenn, I'm looking at you. Is there anything more you want to add? I mean, you've seen a lot of great defenders in your time. How, where, where is he at the moment? I've seen a lot of very average ones <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, he's, I, I think a lot of, when, you, when you're evaluating central defenders and how good they are, a lot of it is about how good the partner is next to them and how well they, they gel with them. So I think we'd all say that you know, Dulce was at his best when he was alongside Ledley and they complemented each other so I think a lot of the success that we've seen from Toby so far has um, has been as a result of playing alongside a player who naturally fits well with him and you know one that they've also got a history together that they've played alongside together at, at Ajax they know each other very well in through the Belgian youth setups as well so I think that's a really important um, element of that and you know, perhaps the truer test of him would be if you put him alongside even if it was Dyer or if it was it was Wimmer and see how well he he did then, but certainly early indications are very positive. They speak the same language, don't they? <laughs> Which helps. So it's uh, yeah, they they um, yeah. Well, he's played the Europa League games with Vimmer, hasn't he? And he's he's just controlled that defence and looked looked more you know like the captain of the defence. 
in a way, doesn't he? He's, he seems to control the whole thing. I think Vertonghen's a better player for, for him being there as well. He's not isolated anymore. Um, they're holding their positions well. And, we're, and for the first time in a long time, we're, we're looking solid at the back. Yeah, which is yeah, we're we're hard to beat. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of I get fright- I get frightened by anyone saying yeah. that out loud. Yeah, it's, it's well, the, you've brought in a paper, Dan. Uh, just rounding off the the roundup, it says po- Pochettino is the perfect fit for the Tottenham blueprint, and there's a lot of a um, lot of people talking about. It. We talked about uh, Neville talking about it on Monday Night Football a few weeks ago about how um, actually Pochettino's got rid of a lot of the deadwood. He's bringing all the youth through. We've got a nice system. Blah de blah de blah. Um, it's a very very positive time to be a Tottenham fan at the moment because not only is now good, I think the future's good. And I'm, the Graham Hunter podcasts. Do you listen to them? The Graham Hunter interviews. He's, Harry's came out today, um, and also combine that with reading Ferguson's book is you, you just. Re- I'm not the biggest Harry fan, and the, the short-termism of Harry compared with the long-termism that we're seeing now is something that's got that can only be really exciting. Combined with the new stadium, is we're on for big things. Um, I'm so. Well, I promised you would be finished in 13 minutes, so I want to get the quiz done. So uh, we've all got the quiz cards. We're going to do I don't know two or three questions each, whichever ones you want. So I'll start. Um, if Tottenham Hotspur were playing against the Robins, which club would they be playing against? Swindon. Swindon, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, no, that's not really Bristol City? N- uh, no, no. I'm going to check on Swindon's nickname. It might be right, because you both said it. I thought so. Uh, I've got Cheltenham, Cheltenham down here. Cheltenham, oh. Eric oh. Tyre's hometown. Who did you say? Yeah. Uh, who did you say? Swindon. Swindon, Swindon, Swindon yeah. and you said Bristol City. In, wh- in what year did... <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on. Yeah. It was Swindon. Okay, yeah. we're right. Okay, let's for Just the record. <laughs> in what year did Goodney Bergson join Tottenham Hotspur? Ninety-two, eighty-nine, eighty-eight. Oh, because of who you are, you're going to get minus one points. Wrong answer. <laughs> 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 Go on. Uh, which manager brought Jurgen Klinsmann to Tottenham Hotspur oh, the for the first list. time? The first time. Oh, the idealist. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Philip knew the Phil- answer to that Phil- one. <laughs> God. Okay. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur are the only club to win the FA Cup as a non-league club. Club, true or false? Now, it's this century, or in the 21st century, because someone did it in the 1800s or something, isn't it? But it's true. Yes, 1901. We did it in 1901. Yeah, isn't it? 1901, something like that. But I think there's a, oh, was a quite there like caveat. A... Yeah, because oh, okay. I'm, I'm trying. Weren't they, all, weren't they all non-league sides the first year? No, because we... Maybe? Isn't that when the Arsenal took our place, but we still won the league? Isn't that something... That I'm looking at no, that, 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 that was 1921. Was by, right, yeah, I think, I think by 1901, a lot of the clubs up north are professionalised and then most of the clubs in the south were still, still non-league. This is why I don't do the knowledge stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is Tottenham Hotspur's biggest away win in the FA Cup? 8-1. That's not 13-2, is it? That was, a, that was a league game. game. That was the Everton. 13-2 was a home FA Cup game. Yeah, these are away it's games. Crew. It's pretty obscure, to be fair. I have no idea. Really. Okay, it was 6-0 against Oldham in 32-33 and Margate in 72-73. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fantastic. Um, oh, right, I've got. I, I, can I just chuck in a question here? Please um, do. What's the on the card? Which is the biggest European win of Spurs, home or away? Six uh, one away. Aggregate. Oh, aggregate. Oh, aggregate. Oh. Oh. Boy, oh, boy. Um, it's before my lifetime, so I'm going to throw that out there before. I, um, what's it against an Irish team? Uh, I think it was against Grasshopper, and it was something like eight okay. nil. Right. I'm going to look that up. Uh, while I give you my question is against which club were Christian Ziga and Stephen Carr paired together for the first time at fullback of a Tottenham Hotspur? Ridiculous question. Oh, man, that would have been so that would have been around two thousand and two ish. Yep. Um would have been when Glenn Hoddle was manager. We're for you. We're, we're is it uh, if it was the opening game of the 2002-03 season, that would have been Everton away. Oh, Leeds United. I can find. I'll find out what number game that was. That's amazing. <sighs> right, um, at which club did Keith Birkinshaw caretaker manage before joining Tottenham Hotspur? I should know this. That's a tough one. I think he was at Watford afterwards. I don't think he was there before. I don't know. Scunthorpe United. Well. If Typhu put the tea in Britain, <laughs> I, w- I won't finish that. <laughs> uh, what was the first trophy that Gary Mabbott won at Tottenham Hotspur? Mm. Was it the FA Cup in 82? No, he signed just them? after that. UEFA Cup, 84? Cup 84, yeah. Well, I wouldn't oh, trust this uh, question because Gary is spelt with two R's on this. Oh, oh dear. Gary. Like, oh. the, like the ginger pele. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, who scored Tottenham Hotspur's equaliser at Old Trafford in October 2005? Their first goal at the ground Straight in away. five visits ten years ago. Genus free kick. Is the correct answer. Hey! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, an easy one after the last there one being go. hard. Who played his last senior game for Spurs against Arsenal on the 8th of April 2001? Judas. S- S- um, my I knew it, you know, when he got subbed off, I said, to, I turned to my cousin, I said, we're never going to see him again. Was that the yeah. semi-final? Yeah. Yeah, I, I said that to my sister. nine hours to get home that day. Oh. Nine hours. It was, um, it was my sister's birthday the day before. Uh, like a, a party and I don't think we got home until about five o'clock in the morning and on the way to the ground because she lived in Manchester on the way to the ground I think I had to get off the bus early to throw up nice. in, in a little park and there was like loads of homeless people around and then like kind of oh, no. like, homeless guy was like, coming up to me going like you alright you alright <laughs> kind of, and then it's like can I have a quid <laughs> uh we're, let's finish that one actually I'll give you one last question and we can uh, move on uh, not because I wanted to have three questions but Paul Gascoigne scored one goal uh, when Tottenham Hotspur defeated Arsenal 3-1 in the 1991 FA Cup semi-final who scored the other two? Gary Lineker, Gary Lineker. Um, just before we wrap up the show I've got two things to do um, uh, we obviously we've got a fancy league team uh, called Echoes of Glory um, going from the top Jack Latchford who is really annoyingly in the lead then you've got Dan Hearn <sighs> Who has been knocked off by Jack? You've got first of the listeners, Tony Scott. Has he got any Arsenal players? Have you got any Arsenal players? No. Oh no, he hasn't. He's got two Spurs players though. Um, oh. Uh, Bradley Briggs, Van, Mister Latchford, Paul Burkett, Chris Peace, Peace, me. But I've got uh, Alexis Sanchez in there. Uh, Brian Sevilla, 
Carl Woodbridge, oh, Sam tap, Latchford, tap, tap. Barry Singh, Dan Chambers, Ola Holtman, Brian Anson, Javad, and Andrew Rockall. <laughs> I love that he's last. Uh, can I just say that the last thing is, uh, Glenn, I'm looking at you. The last tweet you sent, r- rival podcast. I'm disgusted. Uh, we'll, we'll answer it here. Would you rather marry into a family of gooners or a family who didn't like football at all? You're about to get married. Yeah, they don't like football at all. So I'd prefer that. Absolutely. I, I lived with two gooners when I was at university and hated it. No. Absolutely hated it. To be fair, I'm going to go see them that's this weekend, r- but that's beside the point. That's a really <laughs> easy question, surely. I don't understand how anybody would answer yeah. that he's well, rather... I've, I've never married into a family of gooners and never will, but um, my, <laughs> my, my partner's family just got no interest in football whatsoever and the amount of times that they plan things on Saturdays or at weekends and I have to tell them I, I can't go where... Uh, the logic in the question is that oh, if see. someone was, if the, even if they were, even if they were gooners, they might the, understand yeah, 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 yeah. and have some acceptance around that sort of thing. So that's why I threw the question oh, out there. So that's the thought process sure, I was, sure. I was thinking Emma, people might Emma go. Knows. Don't worry about your partner's family, is what I say. <laughs> well, I've t- I've told Emma Sorry. that she um, wouldn't. I, she'd be a different person if she was an Arsenal fan. Like you can judge people based on the team they support. Um, Definitely, I th- yep. can. I mean, Agreed. And if she was an Arsenal fan, I wouldn't have been attracted to her at all but she does get it and she knows that there's a, a list where for example we've got friends who are getting married we haven't seen them in seven years and I don't really want to go but she wants to go so I've said fine but if it's FA Cup final she knows that if it's FA Cup final day I probably won't go you know if it, you know, there, there's a sliding scale um, any more? anything else do you want to add? Yeah, anything? No, all good cool no, good. Uh, Chris and Phil from Proud Lily White thank you very much for coming in at Spurs LGBT or at Facebook.com slash Spurs Lily Whites. You can Proud Lily Whites. Proud Lily Whites. What did I say? Spurs Lily Whites. Sorry. Um, it's, all right. it's all good. <laughs> the, you can um, donate on the website I've just seen because we talked about this last time. I've got, I was showing my dad um, the badge you got me. I've got a proud, you were wearing yours when you came in. I was. Um, I was showing my dad mine the other day, which I which I love. The But for people who are non-LGBT it's not it's not a group for them right because I want to support it and I want to like I got really excited when you're talking about the away days I'd love to be there but it's yeah, not you're, you're it? welcome I think we, we welcome our allies if oh, you yeah, like yeah. of course absolutely because I think that's all part of it and if you wanted to come to an away game with us we'd say by all means come along because yeah. I think as, as, as we said earlier the thing that we want to do is ensure that there's a safe environment for our members to watch Spurs yeah. now you're an ally yeah. the, the, the environment will continue to be safe with you in it yeah so you're very welcome fantastic um, well, there's that and then at THFC Merriman Glenn thank you very much we haven't said why you came in in the first place a few weeks ago we talked about um, a review we got of uh, do you want to tell the story you reviewed all the podcasts I said, well I, I listened to to so many of the podcasts until a couple of years ago I had no idea what a podcast was and I, I came across one and through that I've already came across um, a lot more including including this one here so I wrote a review for um, one of the Spurs forums that I go on and I will be the first to confess I am not a writer and I'm sure I did exactly what every writer should never do which was get home, think I'll write this because I'm going out in a minute and then sort of rush it through and then afterwards once it had been posted and it was, on, it was online I thought all these other things that I, sh- that I should have said um, and, you know, and, and, you know, and didn't say but I mean I hope you'll appreciate that I, it was all the podcasts that I reviewed I review them very favourably. They're all ones that ultimately I, I said that I listen to and I enjoy listening to all of them. I think it was only afterwards um, I sent in another little review, I think it's probably to to, um, to Andrew, 
saying that your podcast is the one that I would describe as being when you're on the train home from a game and there are little pockets of people talking about various conversations. I think the one that you guys have on this show is the one that I'd most want to sit next to yeah, on yeah, a train yeah. and listen to and, and be a part of. Yeah, so this isn't, no one's having a go. It's just, it was just, you came on and it's, it's wonderful to have your representation. I'm just going to leave it on solid if not spectacular weekly podcast uh. <laughs> <laughs> well as you said it's better to be at 75% every week than 91 exactly the, 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 the Dembele we, theory of the we podcast. have had a lot of awful recordings haven't we yeah, we, we didn't get great reviews from the kit one but uh, never mind but, right, I'm going to wrap up it's, it's late um, guys thank you very much guys and girls what am I meant to be saying guys and girls girls Women, women. No women, but that's fine. There's only one. There's all, only me here. It's fine. Just all the like. people Friends. in the all Friends. allies, all the allies yeah. in the room. Thanks very much for being here. Um, and don't forget, the future's bright. The future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. Aussies knees have gone all trembly And the Tim requires assembly Danny Montlower Local boy Ledley King Greavesy scoring everything Glenn Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle Lee Young-Kyo Casey Keller, USA Woodgate is not fit to play Tramatini, Cudicini Freddie Canute Gary Mavitt in Chilin Sergi Rembrandt for the win Run for me, Nick on me For three stout Terry Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hart Lane Lineker playing fair Modric here, there, everywhere Pat Jennings, luscious hair Super Vertonghen Kavliachenko, number nine Nine from the halfway line Villa's running 81 Under Twin Towers Daniel Levy's transfer steals Harry Redknapp steals on wheels Legend Steve Perryman, MBE Hugo Loris, clean sheet Ball and Stefan Dalmatti I'm playing out White Hart Lane, Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick His football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won in 1961 Aaron Lennon's line green shoes Gareth Bailey used to lose Alan Hart and we all knew his passport said to Spain Berbatov, turn and strop Hartsy saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley We lifted the League Cup Maradona is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave's crop me raised Chirpy the cockerel Mendes shoots from halfway. Carol Pumbling the same. Clattenburg. Waterford doesn't give the goal. Abizela's work of art. Tricky Rafa van der Vaart. He's got no head, but we don't care. Martin, Martin, yo. Lily White's from White Hart Lane. Reto Ziegler sounded just like Ziga. Getting to the grounds of pain. Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy into Equalise Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel at Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, Don't Come Back And Asimovic 
Nico Crenshaw substitution. Top artist is distribution. Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco. He's linguistic skills. Scott Parker could not try harder. Danny Rose is 30 yarder. Darren Bent headed wide. Sandra could have scored that. Heroes in blue and white. We sold Sakura and we dropped Samora. Spurs make my dark days bright. But it makes me sad the Steger was so bad. Robbie Keane in the box. Edgar David. Dreadlocks, Palacios. Stripey socks. Everson Hattrick. Dave Mackay picking fights. European glory nights. Terry Dyson go on my son. Cliff Jones on the wing. Dean Richards, John White, legendary Lily White. How dare S for kick? Who dare is to do? Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Allen Gilsey. White on lane. Kazuyuki Soda, Bentley's free kick over. We treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your ass. Liam Walker's page three go. Gus free kick club. Gomez made super saves, he can shag my wife. Edrington loved the bookies. And he really loved the bookies. Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game. Heroes in blue and white. When I feel depressed, think of Janola undressed. Point won't give up the fight. Wolfox never quits, you can be sure of it. Robinson's long shot, AVB's deep spot. David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup. Andy Sinton's England call, Michael Brown starts a brawl. Peter Crouch, eight foot tall, Jurgen Klinsmann's dive. Some Wenger's dodgy vision, Howard Webb's bad decision. Raman Vega playing Sega, Sandro's Kung Fu kick. Eric Torstam looking spell. Espen Barson, Leonard and Smith and Shepard's bound to score. Give me more and more and more. Heroes in white and blue. We love to win style, we've done it for a while. It's better to rain playing high. Then our football story will echo with glory. Lily White's and White's our name. If the budget allows, the anchor will be ours. Thanks, Dave Hudson, 44. If he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer. Heroes in white and blue. This one's for Billy Nick, his football did the trick. He showed the world what's for to do. The leading cup we won in 1961. Heroes in white and blue. We've all loved you since 1882. Tears and pain, I go to White Hot Lane Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style, we've done it for a while It's better to aim playing high Then our football story will echo with glory